Thanks for listening to the Life Church Weekly Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Mark Borg. For any other messages or other resources, please visit us at lcboise.com. Amen. 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 Father, praise you. Thank you. Also, uh, whilst, while we're praying here, while we're just uh, doing this, if you've, had, if you've had congestion, or you have it now, congestion in your chest, that leaves you. Receive it by faith. If that's you, you say, I take that now, I receive that, and I command that to leave these bodies in Jesus' name. I command clearness of breath. Oh, in Jesus' name, everything open up. Beef. Free and be healed in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for setting that, them free. Congestion is broken over their bodies. Thank you, Lord. Ha, 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 Glory to God. Lord, we honor you. We thank you for working in us tonight. We glorify you. We thank you for working in us tonight. Glory to God. I worship you. I worship you. I praise you, I thank you for working in us now, causing us to see and know your will, your ways, your wise. <laughs> thank you, Lord, for understanding. Thank you, Lord, for understanding. Understanding. Dangelebando doboshte plebes. Yes, understanding. The Lord wants us to understand. Your word is a light to us. Your word is a light. You give understanding to the simple. Thank you, Lord. Understanding. To know why. To know how things work. Lord, teach us. Thank you. Thank you. You're causing the confused to come into a place of clarity. A bright place of seeing and knowing and understanding. We give you all the glory. All the praise. In Jesus' name, praise God. How many know the scripture says that when we stand before the Lord, we will know even as we are known. This is, this is talking about when, you, uh, when we're in heaven, when we're standing before the Lord, uh, there will be a knowledge that is unhindered. You'll know things. There won't, won't be the cloud anymore. There won't be the confusion. There won't be relationship hindrances where what did they mean? You know what they'd be? None of that. None of that will exist in that place. Everything will be clear and known and understood. And I'm telling you, the the more we uh, walk in His presence and and these type of things here and now, the more we experience heaven's realities. All right. You know. I mean, for example, you know this. Everyone knows this. In heaven, no one's sick. In heaven. No, no depression in heaven, no lack. There's no poor part of town, right? <laughs> in heaven, you know, none of that, none of the curse at all. None of the curse at all. And, and how many understand that, that all the promises that you read about, huh? the promises to the individual, that, that, the, that the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, and all of His gifts, the nine gifts, and then all, all these things were given basically to in part piece by piece reinstate heaven in our lives i mean you think about everything they are they're giving us understanding they're giving us freedom they're giving us healing they're giving us they're giving us something that the human race lacks because of the fall 
God has given us promise. He's given us his spirit. And by these things, we partake of elements of heaven. Yeah. Before we get there. Yeah. So that's good. And we should continue. And the more we worship, well, we got, we, we, we're walking in light. It's a place of clarity. It's a place of understanding. Amen. Amen. I don't know about you, but I don't, I don't like to not know stuff that I want to know. Yeah? You ever felt that way? Like, man, I need to know. Well, he wants us to know. But you don't know by staring at TV all day. <laughs> in other words, you don't get more spiritual or more insight or more clarity. You don't get more peace, more joy by just partaking more of more of what this world has to offer. You have to set aside like we're doing. You have to do what we're doing. Then hmm, we start entering in to greater understanding and knowing and, and, and those types of things. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Who was healed in their chest in the congestion area? Amen. Well, right over here, everyone over here, and, uh, and others as well, and others over there. Well, praise God. It's sure good to be healed. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Who, who'd ever thought that? See, you could have gone to a doctor's office and probably waited for an hour and a half, and then they would have given you drugs, or you could go to church and worship for, you know, an hour or something and enjoy it, <laughs> and just like that, you know, presence of God comes in and, and, uh, and, and makes things right. Amen. Amen. And the Lord, the Lord, the, the, see, the presence of God works in cool ways because it gets in areas you're not even thinking of, like your teeth. You know, like someone's have a pro, they've been having problems in their teeth, and you say, "Well, I have that appointment." Well, you don't. Might, you might be able to just cancel that. Uh, why? Because right now the presence of the Lord there is there, and, and things are just being fixed. Things are just being made right. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. If you need that, just take it right now. Just, just, just do that. Say, in Jesus' name, I receive that. Hallelujah. Healing in my body. Healing in my body. In the name of Jesus. Oh, we give you all the glory, Lord. We receive that. Thank you, Lord, for victory. Thank you for victory in every area. Amen, amen. Praise God. Father, I thank you for working in every life now today. You're worthy of all our praise. We're so privileged we're so blessed. We're so thankful to be a part of what you're doing. All the glory, all the praise to you, our most holy and faithful God. Glory to God. Amen. Thank you, Lord. You know, I was saying earlier, uh, by the way, welcome to church. Uh, if you're new with us Wednesday night, we're glad you're here during, you know, spring break and everything for the schools. And, and uh, But I always appreciate people who come uh, out on a midweek service because and especially the type of service we do like I, I said earlier it's uh, it's more likely than not uh, someone could have been drugged here uh, you know against your will I guess you don't have to say anything just act like you're enjoying it uh, uh, but for the most part people who come to an extra service like this there's something working in them already that says I just want more. I just love God. I just want to not learn. I want to grow. I want to experience Him. And, uh, and if you're like that, and that's why you're here, well, we're of a kindred spirit. Uh, there, there's something the same about us. And, and I tell you, when we, when we go for it together, 
I think the Lord's really happy about that. He's, he, he's really pleased. One of my, you know, kind of secret goals, just keep it between us, is, uh, <laughs> is that I want to experience as much of heaven this side of heaven. I know some are satisfied. I'm going to heaven. You know, no doubt. That's pretty cool. <laughs> and, and not a, you know, not an insubstantial desire or goal. Uh, but once you get saved and you know your sins are washed away, there's something else that says, but how much of that can I get now? And I don't know if there's a prize for those who experience the most. If, <laughs> but at minimum, I, I, do think the, I do believe the Father is pleased with those who will go after all that He's provided, all that He has made available. And I really do also think that as a whole, the human race, there are individuals, there are groups here and there, as a whole, the human race, or even as a whole, the church, those who are saved, we've only scratched the surface. I think, I think the potential of my life is far greater than what I know so far, than what I've experienced. And, and so I'm still going. You know, if your heart's still beating, you're still here, you have a chance to experience uh, heaven on earth. And, uh, and let's believe God. He's, he's pleased with faith. You know that? If you'll reach out and trust Him and believe Him for more, and, and, and every time you see something, maybe you see it written in the Word or hear testimonies of others, let it inspire you to reach out, inspire you to pray more, to read more, to, to speak more by faith, to do these things. Amen. Amen. Because, uh, you know, the, 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 what was it, the psalmist that, that said, deep cries unto deep deep cries unto deep hurt it said one time that if there's a deep in you then there that, that just that's evidence in and of itself that there's a there's a, a deep out there in response to that so if, uh, your desire is not just you know something you came up with amen it's to it's attached to something of god amen 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 and so for those who who desire and seek to go further, seek to know more, have greater understanding and experience with, experiences with God, you can see a theme and a thread of that throughout Scripture. You know, the, uh, we could um, rightly say about anyone who's been saved that you have received the grace of God. Remember the Scripture says, for by grace, Ephesians chapter 2, by grace you have been saved through faith, right? And so if you've been saved, if you've been born again, then you've received the grace of God, right? Do you know also the scripture says there's more grace? Yeah. Well, I'm already saved. There's still more grace. Well, who does he give it to? <laughs> Well, you might be aware of the scripture. God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the, the humble. When we humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God, he'll exalt us in due time. And so there is a humbling that takes place. And, and the, the humble person puts themselves in position to receive more of God's grace. Yeah. So, so what are we saying? There's still more. And we see even, even Paul, the apostle, would, uh, if you read over in, in the book of Philippians, he, he had a, a desire in him. He counted all his achievements as dung. He said that I might know him and the power of his resurrection, right? 
And so there was, there's an ability, there's a, a potential to know God more, to experience more of Him. And, and, and these are godly desires. These, 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 these are right desires, and, uh, and it's something that we should, um, we should follow. Praise God. Uh, you know, one of, the, uh, one of the phrases that you'll read over in the book of Acts, I know I'm just kind of hitting a bunch of things, uh, in the book of Acts is, is the apostle Paul said to a group at one point, he said, I have not shunned or to declare to you the full counsel of God. He said, I've, I've given you the whole thing. I've given you what I, everything I know. I've given you the... So, so it, it's, it's possible then for a person to have, be saved, but to only have part of God's counsel. You could have, if you couldn't have part, you can't have full. Right? If you, you can't have, you, you know, amen. <laughs> Amen. Just the fact that something can run over, I mean, it shows there's more. And, uh, and, and so, so there are those who have uh, the full counsel of God. There are those who don't. There are those who are lacking in certain areas. He even would go on and, and, and he told different groups, uh, the Romans and so forth, that he had come or he would desire to see them, that he might perfect that which was lacking in them. So he had a traveling ministry, and he would go and minister to certain groups. And he said, you've got some things lacking in you. Now, I'm not talking about salvation wasn't lacking. I mean, once you're saved, you're all the way saved, right? I mean, it's the, um, how does the scripture say it? We are, uh, Colossians says that we are complete in him. So there's that completion, but then there's also a possibility for a believer to be lacking in a certain area. Other times, he said, I, I, I desire to come to you so that I may impart some spiritual gift. All right, And so that what we know is there's receiving salvation, but that doesn't mean there aren't other gifts the Lord might not want to impart to you. Impartation can take place through words, through speaking. Impartation can take place through an atmosphere. It can take place, man, I'm covering a lot. <laughs> through, <laughs> it can take place through proximity, being in, in, the, in a close proximity with the right people and the right uh, atmosphere in the right group and even giftings upon other people's lives uh, um, impartation can take place through the laying on of hands uh, and, and that type of thing and through prayer and, and, and so forth there's a lot of ways that the Lord will move um, a person from one place to another to upgrade them to increase them when a person shows themselves faithful they do the right thing with what been, what's been given to them they are setting themselves up for promotion for increase for added anointing when someone will use the anointing that's upon them to be a witness they've received the spirit of God they speak with other tongues and they're a witness to people they are setting themselves up for more gifts of the spirit to work through their life yeah, and so the Lord will direct us and put us in the right place at the right time, connect us to certain individuals, and through that association, you'll find that, that all of a sudden you'll start ministering on another level. You'll find that gifts will begin to operate that weren't operating before. Amen. I've had a different times where I'm, I'm around certain people and others had prayed for me, laid hands on me, and then, then those, there's those particular gifts start operating in my life. I can remember years ago when, when uh, Brother Hagen was still around uh, in the earth and being in some of his meetings, I'd go, and, and this is even while the church was started, in the, at least in the first couple of years, I can remember being around some of his meetings, and he began to operate in the, in the 
prophet's ministry, and, and, and not necessarily to me directly. I mean, I was one of thousands in a meeting, and, uh, and, and, these, and, and he would do that. And then I'd come home from the meeting and step in the, step in the pulpit here in different buildings, and, and step in the pulpit here, and it's like, whoa, where'd that come from? <laughs> what's happening there? I mean, just words coming to me, just... And what's happening? Well, I've associated with with a different anointings, and they got in me. Right. Yeah, yes. and, uh, and 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 I and I recall uh, well, so years a few years ago. Um, some of you probably a part of these meetings, but we had uh, uh, one of our our friends who was uh, ministering in in South Africa for uh, South Africa for most of his life ministry, uh, Ron Kusmo, and uh, and he was here ministering. We we're doing one of these believer services, and and I was up. Uh, uh, I was up um, playing the piano at one point and and uh, and just singing, worshiping the Lord, and and I pointed to him. I and I, I pointed to him uh, and said, do, you know, do you have something? And and he came up and started just sharing and started speaking. And and while he was speaking, he came up over uh, and and you know he's uh, been in the ministry for 50 years or something like that. And uh, and he came up and and he was just he just kind of had his hand on me. I'm there, you know, ding 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 ding. He's talking. He had his hand. And he started praying for me and just started started talking. And this, and uh, and he did that. And as soon as he got done, well, I don't know exactly as soon as he got done, but in in that meeting and then the next meeting and 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 the next meeting. Every time I'd get up to to say anything or to usually when I was either praying or prophesying, everything got, almost everything that came out of my mouth rhymed. At, at times, I even felt silly. I thought, "Do they think I'm trying to do this?" <laughs> and it was just like, <laughs> and I couldn't have done that if I tried. I mean, I could put a few words together, you know. Stop rhyming. I mean it. Anybody want to peanut? it? You know, I, <laughs> I've been around some movies and things, uh, and so I could have done some of that. But but as far as just the way that was going, it just kind of kept going, flow and flow and flow, and, and I couldn't even turn it off. It's like every time I start to pray, Father, thank you, and then all of a sudden, all these words have come out. And I think it's just really cool. I think I'm glad I'm around the right. I'm glad I'm around some good people. <laughs> I'm glad I'm around so those, some of those who have gifts of God working in their life, and, and the right associations can really make a difference. Just like a bad association can really harm you. You know, if you're wrong, the wrong, around the wrong people, you know, too frequently, and and uh, that negative influence, and sometimes not just their their negative behavior or their bad language or anything like that, but sometimes the spirits that they associate with, they can be an influence and a hindrance to your own life. Yeah, and so those of us who are spiritual, those of us who know God, we recognize spiritual things, don't we? We know there are angels, there are demons, there are gifts, there are, there are, uh, there are, there's an anointing from the Holy Ghost, and if we recognize this, we can use things intentionally. I know this, I've learned years ago that I can let the power of God go out of my hand because I choose to. Why? Because I believe it's in there, and so I can release it by faith. And I can tell people, I'm going to put my hands on you. Power of God's going to go right into you. When I learned how, when I learned that I could do that, when I learned that I could say that and it would happen because I say it and then I'd do it, I got really bold. <laughs> and I thought, this is nice. These the spiritual things of God, the, the gifts and the the power of God is a very real thing. We need more people to know that you have that just as much as you have a you know a key in your pocket or a wallet in your in your. You have the power of God just like you just like you do natural things. It's just released by faith. Amen. And I remember our, our, our good friend uh, uh, and, and, and minister, uh, Joe Morris, who, who, who comes uh, to share here from time to time. 
and uh, uh, he was uh, he was sharing. I don't know if in in, in a service or or just personally, but uh, he he was sharing in, in the early days of of his ministry. Um, he he was traveling before really he had his own ministry, but he was you know uh, traveling and helping uh, another minister named Ed Dufresne. And he said, I got her. He said, as soon as he and Ed Dufresne was a minister as a you know, very prophetic and so forth. And, uh, but Joe, Joe said he got, he got around that ministry. As soon as he got around him and got it and started helping him and assisting him. And that's a key, by the way, because that seems to release things. It's not just, not always just being present, but being a participant, being a partner, being a, you're joined with someone, not only in faith, but you're actually using your resources, whatever you have to help. And he would go along and he would help. And he said, all of a sudden, uh, when he would, when he would do this, um, certain gifts he started seeing angels he started having this fire in his hand and uh, and all these things would happen right when he got associated with that particular minister and i thought that's interesting now does that mean everyone did no it doesn't mean or does that mean that happens to everyone not necessarily the same way or exactly the same there is still the call of god that matters it's what god intends to do uh, but none of us are going to control that i don't determine what god wants me to do i don't determine what he's called me to do uh what, what i do is follow it <laughs> only thing i can do is obey it only thing i can do is value it and say lord where do you want me to go but i need to respect it and i need to treat it right and i need to treasure it and value it and keep it you know keep some wax on it and keep it clean and keep, you know keep some oil in there keep this thing running down the road the way it's supposed to so it'll last a long time make the most of every gift and every opportunity and every every chance i have to be around the right people at the right time so my gift will be magnified <laughs> everybody okay and so, and so, and so, I know the Lord is wanting to take individuals further. Yeah, yeah. Where are you now? Here's a good answer. Well, not where I'm going to be. Yeah, I don't know where everyone is now. Where am I now? Well, not where I'm going to end up. I'm going to be down the road a little ways. Be further down. Amen. If you want to go away for a few years, come back. I'll be stronger better more anointed <laughs> amen sharper better looking <laughs> with age with age <laughs> you know what i'm saying there see there's an attitude of faith and there, there's there's a belief that god wants to uh, promote to continue you know and i say do, do you have anything to do with that i, I do have a bunch to do with that uh, there's god's part he's faithful he's good I do, need to re- I do need to respond properly. Amen. I do need to take advantage of opportunities. Get around things. Get around meetings like this. It incre- I increase when I do. You increase when you do. You take time. And someone else might think, man, you're wasting your time. You stood there for 45 minutes and said, Lord, I love you. Man, what a waste of time. You kidding me? That was some of the most valuable time you have spent all year. Huh? Doing that is of tremendous value, and your life will go much higher doing things like that than some of the other, you know, really waste of time stuff that we can do. Amen. Amen. I tell you, we're in a good place because we're, we're rubbing shoulders with some really good people. You know, sometimes people have a negative opinion of humanity. If you watch the news, you think everyone's just crazy, right? Hey, look around. Even during spring break week, we got a bunch of people who love God and serving Him, hunger. We got got a bunch of our bunch of our Bible school students. This is the only Wednesday they can leave. <laughs> Some of them still came. 
and no, no diss on those who are on vacation and all that, but I'm telling you, there's, there's something good in the air. There's, there's something really good about being around people who hunger and thirst for the things of God. Yeah, they've got something to give. They're picking stuff up. We're like a sponge soaking it up. But we're also, not only does a sponge soak things up, but when you bump into it, whatever's in it comes out. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Oh, God's good. God's good. It, it, it seems like things are being imparted even here tonight. Yeah, there's knowledge that's being imparted. There's an there's a inspiration that's being imparted. But I thank, you, I thank the Lord for giftings. Some of them, you were in you before you were born. But some gifts are added later. I don't, I don't see a, an exact model that I can say it always happens a certain way. But I can see both. I can see that some things people just, they have. There are people that are not even saved that have gifts, have gifts of God working in them. Um, sometimes, you know, they're just, they just don't know. And, uh, and as a matter of fact, just to tell off on one person, uh, one of our staff who's not here tonight, uh, you know, I was asking Pastor Bill, uh, and he was saved, but I, I was, you know, if you know his, some of his story, uh, he was running from the call of God for a while, uh, and, uh, and he was a police officer, and, 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 and I was, we were talking uh, recently, and I, I asked him, because, you know, he gets words of knowledge and different things at different times, even on the golf course, because he likes to golf, and God will use him out there in different places, and not only in services and classes and the Bible school and all that stuff. And, uh, and, and so, uh, you know, I asked him, I said, well, you know, prior to the last year, a couple of years, you know, he went to school here and he's part of the staff and everything. Now I said, I said, when you were, cause you were a believer before he was spirit filled and all that. I said, did you get things from God when you were doing before, you know, recently? Cause he really seems to be increasing and flowing and, and, uh, did you get things from God before? He said, yeah, I just didn't know what it was. He, he, you know, and he, he, he told me, and you can ask him yourself, but he said even when he was uh, working on the police force, he would go into situations, and he would know stuff about a house he was going into, where people were, and t- he said, I just didn't know what it was. He said, I just thought it was a hunch, you know. I mean, you know, sometimes you can have uh, different words, but it's really the Spirit leading and guiding, and, and it's gifts of the Spirit, words of knowledge and so forth, whether you call it a hunch or an intuition or something just told me, or uh, it doesn't really matter, you know. There are even those who are in the, in the, in the spiritual, uh, secular thing, you know, spiritists and that kind of people, and sometimes into occultic things and mind readers and you know, palm readers, all that kind of stuff. Some of that's just funky and, uh, you know, it's not right at all. Sometimes those individuals, there's, sometimes there's people that literally have gifts of God in them. I don't mean they're listening to God. They're listening to the wrong spirit. And we shouldn't have anything to do with that. Don't, I'm not legitimizing that. But I'm saying if some of those individuals would get born again and filled with the Holy Ghost, you, you would see that they would have those gifts be used on an increased way and for the kingdom of God. All right, and so there, so there are people that have things that are just dormant. There are have them. There are some that have them that are being used in a wrong way. Some people have things working in them. They're working. They just don't understand them. All right, and then there are others that, as we're faithful, we increase. We increase. You know, when I first began uh, in ministry, uh, basically I would meet with people one on one, and I'd do some teaching, and I would, I, I would uh, speak to 
to groups, to youth, and sometimes to adults, and I would do these things in the early days of my ministry, but I never had words of knowledge. I never had prophecies. I never had tongues and interpretation of tongues, and uh, if you've been around me now, those, th- those, are, those three particular gifts and prophecy are, are gifts that flow pretty easily, pretty regularly, you know, and and uh, and but back then I would try and I'd listen and just wouldn't get anything, <laughs> and uh, and I would listen. I'm not getting anything, and uh, and you don't want to make stuff up, so you just go along, do what you can do, be faithful, faithful to your call, be present, continue, and uh, but uh, but I had, had something working in me. It was a desire in me. In fact, one time I was speaking at a I was speaking in another state, and I was talking about the gifts. I was talking about the anointing and laying on of hands, and I was teaching these things. I, that teaching gift would work in me, and I could teach things I didn't even experience. And uh, and I, I I stood up and I, I began to speak to these this this church, and I said I started talking about um, the word of knowledge, and I said, well, you know, that particular gift doesn't work in me. And as I said it, I, I almost turned it into one sentence. That particular gift, uh, you know, doesn't really work in me. But I'm going to stop saying that from now on. I did. I said, I'm going to stop saying that. <laughs> and, uh, and you know what happened? Because it wasn't just shortly thereafter, all of a sudden I would, say, I would start getting words of knowledge. You understand what a word of knowledge is? It's a, it's a revelation from God about things past or present. Okay, things that you couldn't know. And, and all of a sudden I would be in services and I'd know people, you know, sicknesses or things or I'd lay hands on someone and know what's going on in, in their life to, to a certain degree, whatever the Lord would show me. Amen. So I never want I never want to limit myself and say, well, God doesn't use me in that area. God can't use me in that area. I believe that I can be and you can be used of in any gift at any time. Really can't. Now I don't mean that all most people aren't going to be used in all the gifts all the time. You know, the Spirit. First Corinthians twelve says He distributes them individually as He wills. So He He has distributed to every one of us at least one of those. All right, but and others can manifest really at any time. I just want to be open at all times for God to move in my life. Amen. And maybe it'll come because I'm, I'm associating with someone else who has different uh, gifts and so forth, and that'll rub off on me, and I'll start to rhyme or something. You know, <laughs> that would be fine, right? And uh, uh, or whatever, or different di- different areas, different giftings, or different healings and things like that. I- I'm happy about all that. Uh, but nevertheless, I'm going to just use whatever I have and, and believe that there's always more. There's more grace. There's more knowledge. There's more understanding. There are things I, I, I not, can't even wrap my brain around. But, but I, I can, by faith, say, he's a big God, and he is infinite, and we'll never reach the end. So there's always room for me to grow. Hallelujah. And the next level is going to be a little bit better than this one. The next place is going to be a little bit stronger. Amen. Amen. Say, is there anything required of us in this regard? Well, yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah. I know we're sa- I know we're saved by grace, and 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 there's nothing you can add to it or take it away from what Jesus did on the cross and His finished work. You can't make yourself, uh, you know, more holy or more loved or anything like that by anything you do. You're you don't. God doesn't love you more because you came to church tonight. He doesn't love you more because you're hungry after the things of God. Doesn't love you more because you speak in tongues. Doesn't, doesn't love you more because you lift your hands higher than everybody else. Uh, uh, no. He loves us all equally. It's in Christ. But is there, anything, is there any part in this that I have to play? There absolutely is. How many know there's a difference between someone being born again, someone being saved, and someone being a disciple? Huh? I know some people who have received the Lord Jesus. They've been born again. They're on their way to heaven. But they surely don't follow the Lord very close. You know what I'm talking about? And it's kind of like, I don't know if, you, if some of you are here. Uh, I used this illustration, borrowed it from a friend, but... Uh, uh, 
you know, the, the, the psalmist said that, that my soul follows hard or close after thee. And some of you are here on, on uh, Christmas Eve. I did this illustration. Let me just illustrate it with Joe real quick. Okay. Uh, if, if I'm going to follow him, why don't you turn your back on me there? Yeah, just go that way. If I'm going to follow him uh, closely, then it would, might look something like this. Right? Now go the other way. And, uh, but what a lot of people do is just go ahead and go is uh, they're following the Lord, and it looks more like this. As long as I can see him, you know, yeah, I got, I'm good with the Lord. And they're following him, but that's such a distance. See, there's a difference. Is that, does that make any difference in our lives? It really does. If you'll stick on him, it is going to take some effort because there's a lot of distractions. You're good. And thanks. Uh, there's a lot of distractions. You know, I'm going to be following after him, and Mac might be yelling at me, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> you know, just things in life are trying to get my attention to get me to stop following him and get some distance between us, some distance. You don't want any, any space between you and, and God. Get in there tight. Every time he moves, you're right there on him. Amen. And, uh, and, and Jesus, Jesus talked about some of these things when he, when he talked about discipleship. You know, you do have a Bible, right? I'm not going to teach tonight, but I'm just going <laughs> to, not, not intentionally. Uh, uh, let me just, let me show you this, and then maybe I'll show you one more, or two more things. Um, we'll see where it goes. Um, Luke chapter 9. Remember Luke? Luke said it seemed good that I should write this, so I think it seems good we should read this. In, in Luke chapter 9, uh, oh, that's Mark. That's why it didn't look right. Luke, the ninth chapter. Uh, verse 57, Luke nine fifty-seven. Now, it happened as they journeyed on uh, the road that someone said to him, Lord, I will follow you wherever you go. That's a nice statement, huh? Well, that's a good statement. Jesus didn't, didn't believe it. <laughs> Jesus said to him, foxes have holes, birds have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. In other words, he was on the road. He was traveling, and there wasn't exactly a Hilton on every, in every town to go to get a nice room. And he said, man, this is rough. He said, you're going to follow me wherever I go? Okay. Be ready for some, some challenges, right? Then he said to another, uh, follow me. But he said, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. Jesus said to him, let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and preach the kingdom of God. And that sounds really harsh. Jesus isn't opposed to funerals. Um, probably very likely, it wasn't like the guy said, hey, you know, the funeral's at two. Can I do that first? It probably wasn't that. It was probably the father was still alive. That's, that's my take. I, I, don't know, I don't know 100% there. But uh, it's probably it's like I've got some other things I want to tend to. I'm going to get back with you sometime down the road, sometime later when it's convenient, when I have time. Let me go deal with this. And Jesus said, no, no. Uh, he said, verse 61, another said to him, Lord, I will follow you, but let me first go and bid them farewell who are at my house. But Jesus said to him, no one having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. 
And so this is, Jesus used some strong language in other places. He said, if you love father or mother more than me, you're not worthy of me. See, it's one thing to receive salvation. That's a gift. It's, it's by the grace of God. It's a whole other thing. And this is why not everybody does this. Not everyone follows closely after the Lord. Not everyone operates in all the gifts of their potential, of what they could be, what their life could mean, what it could mean here and here now, and what it could mean in eternity, and how many people they could affect. They don't all do it because they're, they're busy. They've got other stuff going on. But Jesus said, listen, if you want this, you're going to follow after me. You're going to be a disciple. Uh, then you need to let some of these other things go. Yeah. Uh, have you ever noticed um, that the higher someone goes in God, the more things se- that seems that they need to kind of let fall off? So, uh, obviously, we know we should not let the sin and weight of this world weigh us down, but sometimes it's not necessarily directly sinful things, but they're just encumbrances, they're just distractions, they're just hindrances. And, and, and people, they, they're on them. But the higher you go in the Lord, the more that needs to fall off. Yeah. And if we're not willing, then that sometimes is the reason we're, we're capped. It's the reason we stay at a, at a place uh, year after year after year. Man, I don't seem to have any more gifts. In fact, I can't even find the one I thought I used to have. Uh, well, maybe there's just some things that need to be laid aside in your life. Maybe there's some things, you know, you're saved, you're in the family of God, but if you're, you know, if you're busy going to funerals and saying bye to people, no, I'm just kidding, but, uh, but, but seriously, that was the language that the Lord used there. He, he said, no, if you're going to do this, let's just go, let's do it. And, and, and anyone who has a close, close relationship with God, anyone who is increasing, they're going for more, they absolutely have and will run into things in their life that they must be willing to lay aside. They must. And we can justify all day, but this life that we're talking about is not fit for those who are trying to justify doing life their own way. It it is for those who are willing to do life God's way and not trying to say, well, there's nothing wrong with this, and hey, there's nothing wrong with this, and -and so-and-so, they do this. It's not about that. What's God dealing with your heart about? Huh? Do you know that we're all of us on different journeys, that the Lord will deal with one person and say, hey, I want you to stop with this. I want you to lay this aside in your life. I don't want you to get involved with that anymore. Uh, I don't want you to do that anymore. And someone else just as saved, just as loved of God, and he's not telling them that. Maybe he will at some point. I don't know, but see, that's where, we, that's where Christians get in, the, in the, the bondage of legalism, and we have a conviction of our own heart. You shouldn't do this, and we want to put it on everyone. Amen. I mean, it's like, say, what, I say, what do you talk about? Well, there's a myriad of examples, but let, let's say uh, one person, the Lord deals with them about the movies they're watching, okay? And no doubt we could make a case that a lot of things are not healthy and good and all that kind of stuff, and other things are fine, and not getting into that. I'm just saying the Lord deals with one person and says, I, want, I don't want you looking at that. I don't want you watching that. I don't want you going to this, okay? Well, what about so-and-so? They're going. They have their own relationship with God. If they're going hard after Him and pursuing, then there's, there's no problem. What do you mean there's no problem? Will the Lord deal with them? I don't know. That's between them. If He does, then they should follow that. If He doesn't, I shouldn't condemn them. 
You don't have to live by what the Lord dealt with me about. You know, if the Lord speaks to you and says, I want you to start getting up 30 minutes earlier than you normally get up in the morning before you do whatever you do or work or whatever. I want you to get up early because I want you to spend time with me first. Okay? So if he deals with you about that, does that mean he's dealt with everyone about that? No. (laughs) He's dealt with you about that. If you want to go further, you must follow that. Yeah, it's not optional. The, the moment he stirs your heart or speaks to you or does something, it's no longer optional for you because it becomes a lid if you don't do it. Well, I just don't understand. So-and-so, they don't ever do that. And look how look at them go. Who know, You don't know. You don't know what the Lord's dealing with them about. That's their own relationship. Let's trust God. Remember, you remember in the scripture how, how Peter and John kind of had that thing? If you know, if you read the end of the book of John, you'll find out that and Peter and John were both in the inner circle. There's Jesus and there's Peter, James, and John. They were, they were the closest ones to Jesus. And Peter and John had this little, this little thing between them, okay? Probably, maybe it was more Peter, I don't know. No, it was John too, because you remember after the resurrection, the Bible says that they had a race to get to the tomb. Do you know who won? <laughs> Here's the one who here's the one who won, the one who wrote the book that told about the race. <laughs> the guy who wouldn't even give his name, but only referred to himself as the one whom Jesus loved. How convenient is that? He loves me, and I'm faster than Peter. That is part of the Gospel of John. <laughs> right? Powerful book, and yet there's John's personality coming through. You know, and and, and they had some, some stuff that when they were, when Jesus was saying uh, some things that were going to happen, and and uh, how does that go? And uh, Peter was looking over, am I getting that right? Peter was looking over at John and, and asking the Lord, oh yeah, I got it right, I remember when the Lord was talking to Peter about feed my sheep, feed my lambs, all this kind of stuff. And then Peter said, what about him? What do you mean, what about him? Him, shmim, that has nothing to do with you. You do feed the sheep. You feed the lamb. You do what the Lord has told you to do. And the Lord basically told him that. He said, what business is that of yours? He said, if I want him to, to live until I return, that has nothing to do with you. Amen. And then and, and see, so there's a position... There's a, a place that we all need to be where it's not a comparing game, comparison game. We're not saying, well, you need to do what I need to do. Uh, you know, there's a scripture over in Romans. Look over at Romans 14. Uh, Romans, the 14th chapter. Uh, some of what we read in, in Romans and then another place over in uh, 1 Corinthians, um, it deals with the things that they were uh, handling at their time, and some of it was um, whether they should eat certain foods, uh, and specifically they struggled with some believers said, if you have food that's been offered to idols, you can't eat that. That would be defilement and so forth, and others said, dude, it's a cheeseburger. Uh, I don't care what it is, it's just a... <laughs> He said, we can eat, and so they had this dispute, and so Paul had to address it and, and, and talk about uh, what was right and what was wrong, and a lot of it had to do just simply with this, with um, walking in love towards other people, okay, and, and not, not violating their conscience and, and that type of stuff, but then he made this statement at the end of the, 
book of Romans chapter 14. He said, but he who doubts is condemned if he eats. Because he does not eat from faith. For whatever is not from faith is sin. Who's the person that's condemned? The one who doubts. The one who doubts. And, and, and then it goes on to say, you have to do everything you do by faith. How can you do anything by faith unless you know that it's God? That it's the will of God? That He's dealing with you or he, it's His will? And this is, this is where if someone wants to make progress and go higher and experience more than the average Joe. Uh, no, he's not average. Uh, if someone wants to go further than, than, other, than other people, then they have to have this commitment in their heart to not just do whatever, but to do, to measure their activities, what they get involved with by this. Does it glorify God? Is he pleased with it? Is it his will? Can I do it by faith? Yeah? Why? If we don't, we're condemned. Not God condemning us. Your own heart will condemn you. If you're doing something that you don't have a conviction that this is of God. Amen. Amen. Uh, who has, uh, can you put that on the screen? In the Amplified Bible? Or if it's going to take too long. Uh, Amen. Well, we'll get to it when it it gets up there. Uh, But there has to be conviction. Um, Sometimes I wonder about individuals, believers, especially those who are saying, I'm going for it in God. Yeah, he's going to use me. He's got great things for me to do and and, and all this stuff. Now, can you give it to me in the Amplified Bible? And uh, so that's the right, that's the right verse though. Uh, and they say, I'm going to do great things for God. But then they, they do things in their life that they do not have um, conviction about. Meaning, if you were to ask them, is this what God wants you to do or is this okay with him? What does the Lord think about this activity you're, you're involved in? And they have no answer. But they're going to do it anyway. Amen? See, that should be an issue with us. And you can take, you can take any um, controversial issue. What I mean by controversial, things that one, one person says one thing about, someone else thinks differently about it, uh, different subjects. Well, in order for me to live by faith and do this the right way, I need to have conviction that how I'm handling that is correct. Does does that make sense? Uh, Previous example, there are some that say, well, Christians shouldn't go to these, uh, to to movies. Okay? That's not my conviction, so I'm not just, I'm not imposing that upon anyone. Uh, But if someone says that, okay, fine. If you shouldn't do it. But if anyone else does that, they should have a conviction from God to know that 
it's either thumbs up or thumbs down. And if you don't, you can't do it by faith. If you don't, it'll cause condemnation in your heart. You remember 1 John chapter 3 over there? It says, this, uh, it says, uh, it, it said, what does it say? If your heart condemns you not, then you have confidence before God. If I'm going around conducting my life, my prayer life, my social life, my sex life, my thought life, my whatever kind of life, if I'm doing so in a way that is, uh, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to do this, I'm not sure if this is right, uh, then I can't do it by faith, I doubt it condemns me. I, 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 do, I do so with a heart of condemnation. My heart condemns me. Not God condemning me. My own heart condemns. Then I don't have confidence towards God. That means I'm going to have trouble in my prayer life. I'm going to have trouble receiving my healing. I'm going to have trouble receiving all the blessings of God. Because I'm living in a place where I'm not certain. Where if someone could call me on it, hey, what are you doing? I'd go, oh. as opposed to, I'm doing fine. This is good. This is okay. This is right with me. I don't know if it is for you, but, you know, I mean, there are some, some things in Scripture that are absolute. I'm not talking about watering it down, making sin okay for one and not for another. But there's just a bunch of areas like eating food offered to idols in their day that for one person it was not okay. And for another person, dude, it's a cheeseburger, right? They were okay with it. You know, and the one should be mindful of the other person, but individually they could do it by faith. Where the other person thought, man, if I, I don't know if God wants me to do this. This could be bad. Condemnation hinders your faith. You don't walk with God. Not like you could. Does that make sense? Ready for this? But he who is uncertain about eating a particular thing is condemned if he eats because he is not acting from faith. Whatever is not from faith is sin. Whatever, that's not the Amplified. What? You got the better one? I try to keep all versions memorized. There's more than one amplified Bible out there now, I guess. You need the classic version. The one that Jesus used. Okay, let me read this one. Make that one go away, thanks. But the man who has doubts, misgivings, and uneasy conscience about eating, and then eats, perhaps because, uh, because of you, stands condemned before God because he is not true to his convictions, and he does not act from faith. For whatever does not originate and proceed from faith is sin. Whatever is done without a conviction of its approval by God is sinful. Isn't that interesting? So it magnifies that whatever's not done of faith is sin. I, I, want, I need this belief, this conviction inside of me that God is approving of this. Amen. I know that's a pretty high bar. I'm not supposed to do everything in my life. I've got to know that God approves of it. It's a high bar, but I'm talking about people who want to go, go higher. I'm talking about individuals that are not just satisfied with my sins are forgiven and one day I'm going to go to heaven. 
But for those who say, I'm going to bring a little heaven here. I'm going, to, I'm, going to, I'm going to milk this thing for everything it's worth. I'm going to take my relationship with God and the gifts of the Spirit and the power of God. And I'm going to be a living you know, vessel that God can flow through. A light, a city set on a hill, a powerhouse in the earth that God can use. And I'm going to have visions and revelations. I'll speak and I'll prophesy and God will show me things. And I'm going to live this life to the full. Hmm? Well, if that sounds desirable to live God's best amazing things then yes there are different standards not imposed necessarily by others self-imposed or another way to say that it's between God and me it's 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 my relationship and if he's not okay with me doing something then what am I doing messing with it even if I'm not imposing it on someone else amen Amen. Praise God. All right. Thanks. <laughs> Spread that version around. Some people that got the wrong one. <laughs> Amen. Amen. You know, I, there's there's so many things that I I, I could I could think. Of. You think think of think of it like this. Anytime you're aware of something that might be controversial in some circles, in some quarters, uh, what do you say about it? Um, you know, like the eating of food, like, like uh, drinking alcohol. What say you? Not what says someone else. You know, there are Christians on both sides of that issue, whether it's okay or whether there's not. I'm not here to get into that right now. But what do you do and what do you have conviction of, of God's approval? If you don't, then you pray and study until you do. And then act accordingly. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, in some circles, there's, there's a lot of question about women in ministry. Okay? You obviously know we have no problem. We believe God uses men and women. Uh, in some places, they don't think women should preach, for example. Okay. They have verses. Now, I don't mean they're bad people who say that. I'm not, I don't need to judge them, even though I, I, I think they interpret some verses incorrectly. And I don't need to judge them, but what do I need to know? I need to know what I know. I need conviction that what I do, or allow, in this case, I'm a pastor, you know, uh, is, is right for women who say, oh, I think God wants me to to preach or God wants me to use me in speaking ministry and okay fine you need to have conviction of God's approval then you can do it by faith then you can stand up and expect that God will use you powerfully but if you have this like oh, I don't even know is this okay you know and, and some come from a background where they uh, you know uh, my wife has been around certain groups where whenever uh, a woman uh, would get up and speak they start this discussion by I'm not presuming to teach any of you men anything I'm just sharing and right did I say that correctly and why do they do that well it's because of their interpretation of a of, of certain verses that we don't need to go over right now uh, you don't you understand what I'm saying so there's different beliefs on these subjects but where do you land 
What do you believe God is for? And in anything we get involved with, I want to go full steam ahead with knowing I'm good with God on this. He's okay if I eat this cheeseburger or, or whatever. Uh, he's, he, he's good with it. And if I'm violating something, then it's a hindrance to my own progress. If I'm ignoring that something. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Let's, let's go ahead and pray. Father, in Jesus' name. We hope you enjoyed this message. Find our other messages on iTunes or visit our website at lcboise.com and follow us on social media, Life Church Boise. Thank you and have a blessed day.